you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, socially distancing alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Um, usually I ask, like, how you're doing, but I think we all sort of know, like, everybody's kind of feeling about the same right now. Like, we're we're all at home. We're all wishing this would be over. Um, so, uh, you got a haircut. I did, man. <laughs> I, I, went, I went, like, just Bill Murray in stripes. I couldn't deal with it. It was everywhere, and I actually posted a picture of, like, the pile of hair that was on the floor. It was ridiculous. <laughs> and my girlfriend had never given a haircut to anybody before. It was basically just the clippers and boop, 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 mm-hmm. all over. And I said, I don't even care. If you screw it up, I'll shave the whole thing off. And, and I can't leave the house until May 15th anyways. What the hell? So, um, yeah. So I actually think she did a pretty good job, considering that it was her first right. time. So, um, yeah, this is this is the least amount of hair I've had. Since probably I was 
a kid. It's a long time. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm trying to avoid, you know, just going with the whole taking it off route. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how much longer. Right now, I can I can either, like, just comb it out and just let it breathe, or I'll just put a hat on it. There you go. Um, yeah. But uh, we'll, we'll see how long this is going to go. Yeah. Um, well, the big thing today, obviously, the draft is coming up in, uh, let's see, officially nine days from now is when the NFL draft starts. Uh, we'll get to see we'll get to see Roger Goodell's basement. That's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he announces the first round picks from his basement. We'll see that. But in the meantime, uh, Fabs and I will talk about we'll start to break down some of the positions, at least the top players at certain positions where we'd like to see them go for fantasy, where they potentially are projected, and how that might work out for them. Uh, so we'll, we'll do quarterbacks and tight ends today. On Thursday, uh, we'll do the running backs. And then next Tuesday, we'll do the wide receivers in advance of the draft starting uh, next Thursday. Of course, we got some news and headlines to do as well. But before we do that, uh, let's talk to our faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire. Murph, what's new? Uh, Marcus, off air, we were just talking before about uh, our, our mutual, I guess, friend of, uh, of an actor we know at a big team, Santa Monica. <laughs> Uh, but uh, I've also been watching Westworld and uh, Marshawn Lynch. And I'm not sure if we brought that up already, but I'm trying to think in terms of like so, sports cameos or guys you want to see acting and stuff. And we all know like, you know, Gronk lately has been with WWE and there's other guys trying to make that transition to the the uh, the entertainment world. I think Marshawn is like the perfect action hero type guy to add in movies. And I want to see him in a bunch of shows going forward. He's he's awesome. So is, is he back? I watched. I know he was on the first episode. He's back. Has he? He's come back. Okay, because I have not watched the most recent episode. He is. So he is in the most recent one, and like, he just fits that world. Um, no pun intended. You know, it's called the West World. He fits. <laughs> right. He fits like just the like that. Um, what they're in, I guess I don't even want to describe, but like that city, that time frame, uh, mm-hmm. like so well with that with like his character and him just kind of being this like cool, like you're not sure if he's a villain or you know what, like where he stands morally, but he's like this big, big, giant, brooding guy, and it's, like you know, right. he just he fits like that action, like the you know very futuristic scene very well. I think it's I think it's awesome. I had no idea he was going into acting. I know he has like his clothing brand and stuff like that, um, right. but he, uh, I'm, I'm a fan of his. I want to see him do a bunch of stuff there is and i don't know if the trailer still exists on youtube um marshawn made a movie he made a full feature length film where he was the star it's basically uh about his life um and the the trailer was circulating on youtube it it's look as somebody who enjoys bad movies it it was kind of near and dear to my heart um i know that Apparently, the guy that he produced it with, they had a falling out. The movie never saw the light of day. The trailer got taken down in a lot of places. Um, I want to see it. And and we've kicked around, several of us have kicked around the idea of maybe seeing if if we can raise enough money, maybe for Marshawn's charity, if he would give us a print of it, a copy of it to screen oh, yeah. somewhere. Um, like I said, it's, it's basically about his life. The best part of the trailer, honestly, is when Marshawn Lynch, this was definitely during his run with the Seahawks. Uh, Marshawn Lynch was playing the high school version of himself. That was that was amazing to me. Um, so if I could somehow, if I can find the trailer, I will post it. I will put it on Twitter. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I know it's I know it's really hard to find nowadays. But Marshawn is an actor. I'm here for it. Basically, that's a long way of saying <laughs> he's that. awesome. Every movie or, or TV show needs like that the funny the funny guy, like the funny side character that you know brings the humor mm-hmm. to it, but also could like you know in the action stuff whip out the gun and save you if need be, and like that's why he's perfect for a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, no doubt. So, all right, here we go. Let's do some news. <laughs>
Well, the biggest news of yesterday, um, and you know, it's bound to start an argument on Twitter because that's what happens on Twitter. Christian McCaffrey got paid. Uh, he is the highest paid running back. Gets a sixty-four million dollar extension, four years for that extension. Um, I don't know. I look at Fabs. We, we, I think, are both sort of agree that he's probably the number one player off the board in a lot of fantasy leagues. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know that this means anything better or worse for his potential production, uh, other than you know. I know people like to say running backs don't matter. I think some guys matter, and I think Christian McCaffrey is just one of those guys so, who matter. Yeah, That's all. I'm glad he got paid, too, because, I mean, he was that offense this past season, and he's been tremendous ever since he's come into the league. I, I will throw this out to you and Eddie, because obviously Eddie's going to be in a number of fantasy drafts as well. Are you guys concerned at all of what we have called in the industry the curse of 370, which is a running back who has 370 or more touches in a given season historically has not done well the following season. In fact, I believe there's only been two guys in the last 13 years who've had more points than they did in that first season with 370. And the majority of the players either got hurt the following season or saw their numbers dwindle. And I'm not talking about curtain jerkers. I'm talking about guys like Chris (laughs) Johnson, Arian Foster, um, Michael Turner. There's been a lot. So... We all get regression. We all get that when you follow a magical season like McCaffrey, like Lamar Jackson, typically the the follow-up is not going to be that great. It's going to potentially be very good, but not that great, much like Mahomes in 2019. Does that trend, and especially for Eddie, who's a Giants fan, does that trend make you (laughs) lean more towards going with Saquon number one? Um. I mean, yeah, I, I do think regression is going to be a big thing. I mean, that was why I, for the sake of argument, just for discussion, even throughout maybe Dalvin Cook, if he can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think there's somebody else that you can put at uh, at the top of the board uh, as your number one pick. I still think, though, Christian McCaffrey is going to see a huge workload. He's still going to get a ton of touches. Um, you know, I mean, he is still the, the, the engine that makes that offense go there. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, 19 touchdowns, probably hard to duplicate. 400 touches seems like it's going to be really hard for him to get to that number again. But, you know, I still think he's worth a top three pick in most leagues. And I think oh, yeah. he will produce at a as, as an RB1. And so um, I think that that more than anything, at least have some comfort in that. And do you go in Saquon or CMC? You know, we just talked about the draft upcoming. I think the draft actually is a humongous day for both these teams and for the, how their rosters will look going forward. You know, if the Giants go draft an offensive lineman fourth overall, obviously that's going to help the case for, for Saquon a lot. But which which is likely yeah i mean i think they're really be down down between um simmons or, or taking the, the best offensive tackle there right. but in terms of the the panthers yeah. obviously you know they're going through the coaching change a lot of people do like matt rule but think about how unstable they they were at quarterback last year with cam newton hurt when you put in teddy bridgewater you know not that he's going to you know break records and be uh top of the league like patrick mahomes lamar jackson but he's way more stable than what they had there and he can get the job done he's shown that in new orleans so i think in a way having a guy that you could rely on at quarterback does make me feel better about uh, CMC because of how bad it was last year. And I, and I think it's not going to, if there is regression, it's not going to be insanely like, it's not going to drop a, a huge amount because defenses still have to respect what Teddy B could do. Um, I, I mean, if you want to, if you want to create an argument and take Saquon one, that's, that's fine. I don't think either should be taken past, two that's it, it's they're both one and two and there's no way around that I um i think personally speaking if i had the first overall pick i would still go 
Christian McCaffrey because he is that team. He is that offense. The Giants, um, I'm not sure this is my vice speaking, but they do have more weapons and they they could become a Daniel Jones first team. I don't see that happening, but it could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'd still lean towards uh, taking uh, CMC. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. Uh, I mean, I, I also sort of agree with that that assessment that I think the Giants do have more weapons in their passing game. They just they got to keep people healthy, and, you know, and, and like we said before, Daniel Jones has to just cut down on the turnovers. But I think there's I think there's a little more there uh, than what they I got think the Giants are, are, are going to sneak into that category of fantasy friendly offense in 2020. Yeah, I really do. No, I, I agree. Really do. I really do. I do, too. Um, the Texans made a big trade. This happened literally not long after we put out our podcast mm-hmm. on Thursday. Uh, the Texans and the Rams swing a deal. Brandon Cooks gets traded again. This is like a yearly occurrence, it feels like now. Uh, Brandon Cooks getting traded somewhere. Now he is in Houston. Uh, some draft picks went back and forth as well in this whole thing. So, Fabs, the Texans basically give away DeAndre Hopkins. They replace him with a combination of David Johnson and Brandon Cooks. I mean, look, Brandon Cooks, when he's healthy, can be productive. The problem is he just hasn't been on the field consistently. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like in the end, the Texans still lose on this, but maybe maybe this helps Deshaun Watson a, a little bit, it I sh- guess. I mean, it should, right? I, I just don't get the Texans. Mm. The Texans are a fantasy football team. They really <laughs> no are. That's what they, they make trades. They, they do crazy <laughs> things. And that's sort of the scenario. And in fact, when Bill O'Brien is no longer associated with the Houston Texans and he's kind of sitting at home, I'm going to hopefully get him in a fantasy football league because I'd love to play. (laughs) So I'd be making him just the worst trade offers ever and hoping to get a a, a positive response. But Cooks is going to help Watson. But I mean, like, they're not going to be able to replace what New Hopkins meant to that offense. I mean, 150 targets. He he had elite one of the elite wide receivers in the National Football League. So – the good news from a fantasy perspective that this move is mostly positive for almost everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Watson gets another weapon. Cooks isn't going to be buried behind Woods and Cup in Los Angeles. He's now the most attractive Texans wide receiver to draft in fantasy. Um, it, it's just it's good for almost everybody outside of Will Fuller, although I kind of feel like – I mean, Will Fuller is what he is. We know he's not going to play a full season, and he's unreliable. Right. So I, I don't know that it hurt his value – that much because we already were sort of on the fence about Will Fuller because he's not durable. So Cooks is now, I would say, a wide receiver three. He's probably going to get drafted in that same tier as like Debo, Edelman, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. <laughs> and Watson, I still feel like he's sort of is where he is. He's a, he's a QB one, but he's not going to be top three anymore. And on the Ram side of things, like Josh Reynolds, his value is going to go up. He should see more targets, we would yep. think. Uh, you can't yep. really increase Tyler Higby's value any more than it already is because we're we're basing a lot of it on what he did over the last like five or six games of last season, and that's not probably going to be uh, something he could duplicate. But more targets in the offense, and for me, this was a good trade all around from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, so I look at I look at the Texans wide receiver core, right, and their their top line guys, Brand, between Brandon Cooks, mm-hmm. you mentioned Will Fuller, uh, Randall Cobb is there now, Kenny, Kenny Stills. Stills. Mm-hmm. They're all guys that all sort of do the same thing. Yeah. Kenny, Kiki QT, let me throw him in there as well. But they're all guys who also struggle to stay healthy. Yes. And I think yes. that's yes. that's going to be the biggest issue yeah. is just they're, you know, look, our, our old pal Elliot Harrison used to say, sometimes your best ability is your availability. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are guys that have struggled to stay on the field regularly. And I think that inconsistency 
will probably eventually get priced into their draft their draft value a little bit, but that that's going to be the hard part. It's like trying to kind of count on them. Yeah. Um, you mentioned in, in L.A. too, uh, the Rams started to use more 12 personnel, more two tight ends on the field late in the season. That certainly helped Tyler Higby. Uh, maybe it helps Gerald Everett as well if they're doing this over the course of a full season. Um, yeah, I, I sort of joked on Twitter that Cooper Cup was going to get like about 300 targets yeah. next season. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I it just from a football standpoint, it's a head scratcher exactly what the Texans are doing. But, you know, good. Good on you, I guess. They're Go making for it. the offseason we'll at least fun to talk about, right? At least interesting, right? Yeah, so, so congratulations Maybe not for, for that. Texans fans. Oh, man. Uh, Brian Schottenheimer says he feels, quote, really good about Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. Mm-hmm. Uh, hearing him say both of those names doesn't make me feel really good about the Seahawks' backfield. I would prefer <laughs> that they just – I'd prefer they just pick one. I mean, I know this is the reality we live in. Mm-hmm. Um and also, I remember, I remember last year, remember if I was like week four or five when Carson had put the ball on the ground a couple of times, we thought Rashad Penny was like all set to take over, and it never really happened. Yeah. So maybe this is all just a smoke screen. Who knows? The, the Seahawks' backfield is is up in the air right now because, I, I, mm-hmm. I you know, Schottenheimer says that he feels really good about it, whatever. Uh, maybe it's Coach Beak. But let's keep in mind, Carson's coming off a serious injury, and mm-hmm. reports had suggested that, you know, maybe at a best-case scenario, he's back for training camp. I don't know the training camp's going to start when it was supposed to. Maybe that's good <laughs> right. for his value in terms of his health. I don't know. And Penny, I mean, he suffered a really nasty knee injury last year, and it was late. I think it was mm-hmm. like week 14, somewhere around that. Yeah. So he's not going to be back in time for the start of the season. I wouldn't think, unless the season gets postponed, pushed back. Again, time will tell. But Carson right. was still the guy. 21 touches uh, a game was his average last season, which ranked sixth. I mean, the only guys who had more touches per game – CMC, Fournette, Zeke, Cook, and Derrick Henry. That was it. So Carson was basically a workhorse outside of the, the you mm-hmm. know, the time when he did have a little bit of fumbleitis. And, and then, as you mentioned, we thought we were going to see more of Rashad Penny. And Penny flashed a little bit last season, too. But I feel yeah. like Chris Carson is clearly the, the guy to target in this backfield. But it's all about his health. And Chris Carson, if he can stay on that football field, he could be a very valuable RB2 and a high-end one at that. If we're going to potentially see a some sort of delay in terms of getting back onto the field, and remember, I don't know what these guys are doing in the offseason. There's not going to be any OTAs. Right. We've talked about it before. Maybe that right. means a slow start to the season for him. You know, I also wonder, like, you know, the, the Seahawks went out, and I know it's not necessarily a huge name, but they did go sign Philip Dorsett in free agency. And, and it makes me wonder, do they start to put the ball in Russell Wilson's hands a little bit more? And, and you know, they added Greg Olson. I mean, like I said, none of these names necessarily blow you away, but they are a couple of pass catchers to go along with Tyler Lockett and to go along with DK Metcalf. So there are some more... Uh, some more passing game weapons. So, I, you know, th- does this mean they they de-emphasize the run a little bit too? I think these are all sort of things to keep in mind. Um, yeah. I guess for all intents and purposes, a healthy Chris Carson is still the lead back. It's just a question of how many touches he gets versus, uh, you know, Rashad Penny next year. Yeah, they, they played out uh, of the, uh, the 11 personnel right around like 61% of the time. I think they were like top 12. Mm-hmm. So now they add another wide receiver. We'll see if that changes. We'll see if they – yeah, they, they – change it up uh in buffalo brandon bean the general manager for the bills says devin singletary can be a workhorse running back if needed that's great news but the the if needed do part, you believe it <laughs> right like the the if needed part just leaves them a lot of wiggle room in there right because i mean look he had i think in the back half of the season 
he had one touchdown, Singletary did, and that came on a trick play, if I'm not mistaken. That was, uh, I think it's Thanksgiving, actually against the Cowboys, mm-hmm. uh, when Singletary caught a pass from John Brown. Yep. Like that was the only way he got in the end zone. I think, I think something similar happened in the playoffs too, where he caught a touchdown pass from John Brown. Um, I mean, it's really nice. It sounds really good, but I, I, I'm skeptical. I just I want to see it before I, I you know, boost his draft value beyond you know where it, it potentially is. Yep. I like him as a workhorse back. I just, you know, like you said, Fabs, I don't know if I believe it right now. I feel like inevitably the Bills are going to draft the running back because right? Gore mm-hmm. is gone, and inevitably they're going. Th- there's there's a lot of good running backs in this class, yep. so that's going to be one of those scenarios. And it's not going to be a day one thing, you know, day two or t- day three. The Bills are going to draft a running back, and then everyone in the fantasy industry is going to be like, oh, man, I really liked Devin Singletary, <laughs> and now we're looking at a committee. And remember, last season. He averaged like five yards a carry, but every time mm-hmm. Buffalo got down inside the red zone, it was either Gore or Josh Allen who got the opportunities, yep. which is where you yep. had mentioned there was a lack of touchdown production, which we clearly need in fantasy for a guy to be a stud. So Singletary's value is TBD. I, I like him. I think he's got a ton of upside. If Buffalo drafts an impact running back, that's going to severely hamper his value. Yeah, I mean, I think that's sort of the thing. Like, I just, I feel like that whole if needed statement is just gives them some wiggle room. And, uh, right. you know, I, I want to buy in, but I can't believe just yet. Uh, down in Tampa, Jason Light, the GM of the Bucks, says that Ronald Jones, quote, hasn't even scratched the surface of his ability and his potential there. Again, this is another one, Fabs, that I yeah. sort of would like to buy into. I mean, I, I thought last year that Jones could get better, and, and he did get incrementally better, and maybe there's more uh, more progression coming. But this is another situation, Fabs, where I, I would be shocked if the Bucks don't go out and draft another running back. I just can't think that they're going to go and just fully lean on Ronald Jones to be the guy in the backfield this year. No, I, I agree. And, I mean, last year he was better. I mean, as a rookie, he was dreadfully averaged 1.9 yeah. yards per rush. Last year he was at 4.2, so clearly much better. Think about that offense, though, Marcus if they draft like Jonathan Taylor. I mean, mm-hmm. holy shnikes. That offense will be fun. And I, Ronald Jones came out, and there was a lot of hype around him. And, you know, there was talk about pass protection issues and, you know, not being able to catch the ball in the backfield very effectively, although last year he had 31 catches. I just feel like if they, they got to upgrade that backfield. And yeah. Peyton Barber's a free agent, and um, I, don't, I, I don't believe Barber has signed. Oh, no. I think he's still but, a free agent. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have to look that up, but um, I, I just they need they need backfield help. They need backfield help. So I would be shocked if the bucket and they needed backfield help last oh. year. I mean, like so Peyton Barber's in Washington. Washington that's by right, the way. yeah, Washington. So which is another backfield that, that has about <coughs> ten guys in it. Um, <laughs> so I really feel like another running back is coming, much like in Buffalo, another running back is coming. I just don't think that the Bills are going to draft a back that can usurp Singletary. I do feel right. like the Buccaneers will draft a running back who will overtake Ronald Jones on the depth chart, though. Yeah, I mean, I think so, too. And I think especially if you're the Bucs, you know, you, you've signed Tom Brady to this two-year contract. So you, you've put yourself on the clock, basically. And I think you want to try to put together the best possible team you can around Brady. And I think that means trying to get yourself a top-line running back. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but I, 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 last year I tried to buy into the Ronald Jones's deep sleeper narrative. Like, I don't know that I can quite do it again. I'd love it. I'd love to, I, you know, I love seeing the USC guys succeed, but I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can, I can just jump in on this. Speaking of that Redskins backfield, you've got Darius, Mm -hmm. you've got Adrian Peterson, 
you've got Peyton Barber, you've got Bryce Love, and didn't they sign J.D. McKissick also? I think they did. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. There's a lot going on back Chris there. Thompson is There's the guy who hasn't been lot. signed that I'm, uh, I confused Barber with. But, yeah, that, that backfield's going to be... There's a lot going a on lot. there. Yeah. Uh, last bit of news. LaShawn McCoy says, I really just want to play two more years. Um, that's that's what he wants. I mean, I guess that's good. Is there is there any gonna, scenario? Is there any go? gonna, is there is there any landing spot uh, where you would look at LaShawn McCoy and be like, you know what? I'll take a shot. I'll take a, a dart throw at him. I mean, I just I can't I can't envision a landing spot for him where you're like, yeah, maybe I'll give him one more shot. Tampa Bay, if they don't draft a running back, I, mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't really see. I don't really see too many places that are going to be looking for a thirty-something running back who is clearly and Lashawn McCoy was great, and I don't want to take anything away from him. But I mean, we all father time comes for us all, and the running right. back position typically comes even quicker, unless your name's Frank Gore. So I don't know that McCoy is going to be draftable unless he he'd have to <laughs> land in a really good spot, and even then, right. I'm not picking him until late. I saw what happened last season in Kansas City. Remember they had the games where he he kind of like it was like the the management sort of like inactive mm-hmm. tag. He McCoy's probably done making a fantasy impact. Yeah, I mean I think so. Um, I mean look, we we talked about him a couple weeks ago. We did the the all decade team. This is a guy who at his peak was amazing, but uh, that peak has come and gone. Mm-hmm. And so I just you know uh, I, I I'd be interested to see where he finishes out his career if somebody gives him a chance. But I think for fantasy, I think you're right. Maybe think back in Philadelphia. I don't know, but. Yeah, go back to where you started. Like, you know, time is a flat circle and all that whole thing. So there we go. That is pretty much everything you need to know. Well, that was the news. All right. So we are a little less than a week and a half away from the start of the NFL draft. It is going to probably look a lot like uh, our little uh, Zoom stream yard thing that we do here for our podcast. That is probably what they'll look like uh, across your TV networks uh, when this thing happens. So let's kind of start to talk about some of the top players at certain positions. Figure today we could double up on the quarterbacks and the tight ends just because, you know, we could kind of mush them together into one decent package uh, and kind of get through a lot of them. So I went. I got five quarterbacks, three of whom, you know, or, or four of whom, I guess, are, are you know, very much talked about. One who I put in here because uh, he has become draft Twitter's, I think, favorite quarterback prospect. So let's start at the top <laughs> with Joe Burrow. I mean, he's projected to go number one overall. All signs point to him going to Cincinnati. I think they will, you know, uh, revolt and, and like start knocking over Skyline Chili's if they don't draft this guy. I mean, do we do you imagine a scenario where he goes somewhere else? I mean, this this just seems like a done deal, right? There's now. no way. There's no way. <laughs> do, like, do the Bengals want to have fans? Like, do they want people to be like, all right, we've dealt with this team for you know how many years it's been since they've been any good, and then they're gonna potentially pass on Joe Burrow? Like, <laughs> hell no. This guy's coming off at 5,600 plus yards, 60 touchdowns, six interceptions. His completion percentage was over 76. Maybe the best season in college football history for a quarterback they, they got to go with them they, they have to uh, you know you, right. you you hear all the dolphins may want to trade up they've got a, a, a three picks listen Bengals, don't do it okay and this could be fun this could be fun from a fantasy perspective let's put that offense with aj green and mm-hmm. tyler boyd and john, john ross if he can stay healthy and Auden tate and joe mixon 
and you would think they're going to probably draft the tight end. That offense right. could be very fantasy friendly, very fantasy friendly in 2020. Now, our our pal Maurice Jones Drew in uh, one of his mock drafts actually has Justin Herbert going number one. Yeah, but to... MJD does those mock drafts <laughs> looking to make people think, you know, what? And then they go on Twitter and be like, you're an idiot. And MJD is like, that's what I wanted. I want a reaction. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, he does that yeah. all the time. He, I don't He's even, got Justin Herbert I going number one. I think he has Jonathan Taylor like sixth at running back or something like that. And I love MJD. Oh, he's trying to get people to go nuts. That's what he's trying to do. And people yeah. are doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a. But if you go look, if you want, if you want to be angry or you just want to, you know, kind of be curious, you can go to NFL.com/slash/mock-drafts, and it has uh, a whole bunch of analysts in their mock drafts uh, up there, and and you can see MJD's uh, with Herbert one. He's got Joe Burrow at five to the Dolphins, which. Sort of brings us to the next guy, which is Justin Herbert, who, look, depending on on who you are reading, who you're listening to, um, maybe not named Maurice Jones Drew, <laughs> uh, just, Justin Herbert is either going to the Dolphins at five or to the Chargers at six. Those That's generally the conventional wisdom right now. Is there one of those spots, Fabs, you think is better than the others? So uh, are we looking at, like, sort of instant gratification or are we looking long-term, right? Because... The char- well, we always want stuff now, right? right? Exactly. <laughs> I, 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 either way, like I, I feel like Tyrod Taylor is is more is usurpable a na- a word. If it is, I I am going right. to use it. If it's not, I just made it up. But then Ryan Fitzpatrick. So if you wanted to put in a well, which which situation would Herbert be able to start earlier in? Um, maybe it's L.A. Mm-hmm. So Herbert the. He's, he's like 6'6". He's a big guy. Uh, a lot of scouts think he has the best arm in the entire draft class. Mm-hmm. Name me an Oregon quarterback not named Dan Fouts who has been really good in the National Football League. I'm, I like to look at that stuff because, much like Maurice Jones-Drew, I like to stir controversy. And right. I know that every quarterback coming out of Oregon has nothing to do with the other. But I like to look at trends. And um, I like to look at trends. And I, and I think Joey Harrington, and I think oh, um, I think uh, Kelly Lions, Clemens, Lions fans just Lions fans just put their hands through a wall. A, a, a Achilles Smith. I'm just I'm like, listen. Maybe he's going to be great. I'm just saying he's a big guy with a big arm. Uh, I, I think he needs to be more aggressive at the next level. He he also can run with it too. He scored I think like 13 touchdowns as a as a runner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in redrafts he's not going to get touched unless he pushes the incumbent. Uh, or in the Chargers case, Tyrod Taylor, to be the guy. More of a dynasty league pick. But he's going to either end up in L.A. or in Miami. Mm -hmm. And there are some analysts out there who have him ranked higher than Tua. So... Yeah, I mean, I think I think you know certainly with the combine, uh, Herbert moved up. I think you know, I think a lot of people are, are you know, still kind of talking about Tua and, and whether or not he'll be ready to go. You know, look, again, all of this is with the asterisk. You know, provided the season starts, you know, on time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, people still worried about how healthy Tua is going to be. So somebody asked me this question, and, and I'll put this to you. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, you know, Burrow goes to Cincinnati, Herbert goes to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Would, which one would you, again, in a redraft league, if you had to draft one of those guys in a redraft league, which one would you take? Burrow in Cincinnati, Herbert in L.A.? Oh, Burrow, because Burrow's going to be the starter. Like, they're drafting him, mm-hmm. and week one, he is behind center. 
without mm. any doubt. It, it, I, whether or not Andy Dalton is there or not, it doesn't matter. He's going to be the guy. <laughs> so, and in the case of Herbert, I feel like you know if he goes like to the Chargers, like he'll have a shot for sure to to mm-hmm. overtake Tyrod Taylor because it's just Tyrod Taylor. And I would think that if Herbert goes to the Chargers, he will start more games than Tyrod Taylor as a rookie. I don't know that he'd open the season as a starter. But right. for me, it would be Joe Burrow. All right. Um, okay, so we mentioned Tua. So let's let's just talk about Tua because he's another guy. Like, look, wh- wherever Herbert doesn't go, that's where Tua will. So either, again, Dolphins at five, Chargers at six. Those seem to be the two overriding possibilities for him. Um I know that we keep getting reports that he's progressing well, that the injuries are healing, that he's looking ready and good to go. I don't know. Maybe it's me. I still think there's there's some underlying fear there, Fabs. I mean, we keep hearing stories about you know, people worried about the past injuries, things that you know, may or may not have been hidden. Is there any – do you think there's any realistic chance he falls before uh, farther than six? And, and, and could he be an impact fantasy player in 2020? Bro, anything's possible. Aaron Rodgers didn't get drafted <laughs> until you know, late in the first round. Like, anything's possible. I, I don't right. know that it's likely. I feel like he'll, he'll end up in either Los Angeles or Miami, assuming the mm-hmm. Redskins don't surprise everyone and take him at number two. But at this point, it looks like they're going to go with Chase Young, but who knows? So right. in terms of making an instant impact – if he ends up with the Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to open the season as the starter, and they are going to use Tua with kid gloves. And that's exactly what they should do coming off the injuries uh, that he had, especially the, the major hip uh, that he sustained against Mississippi State. And mm-hmm. I think that's the perfect scenario for Tua. No pressure. You come in. Right. You're going to learn from a veteran quarterback, whether it's Tyrod or whether it's Fitzpatrick. And when the time comes, you'll get your opportunity. When the team feels like you're 100%, healthy you'll get your opportunity and at that point Mm. he'll be a hot waiver wire ad because very very accurate during his time in college uh only 11 Mm. interceptions 87 touchdown passes he can make plays with his legs when he needs to and before that injury remember marcus he mean people thought he was going to be the number one overall pick wouldn't joe burrow it was going to be tua so right let's see what the problem is this coronavirus has got everything messed up because yeah, you can't, you can't get any sort of significant medicals on anybody. Nope. It's, it, maybe it's part of the reason why Cam Newton's a free agent still. I'm not sure. So every team is teams are drafting from their basements. OK, teams are going to have to decide <laughs> whether or not they want to take a chance on a guy that maybe has had some injury issues and they don't maybe have the complete medicals on him. And because it's a quarterback and because teams are much more uh, they have a, a propensity to take shots on quarterbacks a little bit higher in drafts more than any other position. We've seen it time and time again over the last 20 to 30 years. I mean, that's what teams do. I, I feel like two is going to either one of those two teams and he's not going to drop uh, significantly because he has got the potential to be a really good quarterback at the next level. Uh, I think we're, we're both agree though, right? That like he's his, his value is probably greater in dynasty yes, leagues yes. than it is. Yeah. I mean, a, a, every quarterback's value is more. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. I mean, even Burrow, right. Burrow's going to have way more value in dynasty leagues Two is going to have way more value in dynasty leagues. And maybe he's mm-hmm. going to come out and get a chance to play. And I think he will, no matter where he lands, as long as he's hundred percent. And because of the fact that he was so exceptionally accurate in college. And again, he can make some plays with his legs. He'll be a waiver wire ad, no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, 
it's funny you talk about you know teams drafting from their basements now, and I, I keep thinking about all those stories you hear about like the original NFL draft where it's just guys in a smoke filled room and they're yeah, just picking yeah. players, and like like I'm pretty sure like isn't there a story that like a team drafted a player who had like died the year before or something like that, and like they really? didn't even know or something? Um, I don't know. I could be making that up. I could be making if that actually I could totally happen, be making that up. Whoever was scouting for that team got fired like within two seconds. You <laughs> right? I mean, dead guy. <laughs> maybe do a little research um, we like our you know, players to be living that's just uh you know it's whatever it's a small it's a small quirk about uh playing being good at football being alive sort of sort of helps um jordan love i, I started calling him like schrodinger's prospect either he's good or he's not good like because teams the reporter teams are split on jordan love right now out of utah state there are a lot of teams that are interested the patriots being one of those teams that are reportedly interested in jordan love um, he's a guy who helped himself a lot at the combine. I mean, he moved up quite a bit with what he did there in Indianapolis. Uh, look, going back to the whole thing of these guys being more valuable in dynasty leagues, I went and looked. He is ranked number 32 in Fantasy Pros Dynasty Rookie Rankings. He's number 38 on Fantasy Football Calculator. Um, I mean, I guess the only question is how long? How long would you be willing to wait if you have him on a dynasty roster to become a viable option? Knowing that it, wherever he goes, he's not going to be the starter right away. No, he's not. He he's he's a guy that has like the big arm. He's very mm-hmm. athletic. He's got good size. He did have interception issues last season. He had seventeen. Mm-hmm. Uh, his previous season, he was much he was much better. So you have to question his decision making. The, the Colts could potentially offer him uh, a, a, a sort of come in, you're raw, mm-hmm. you don't need to play right away. The Buccaneers could do the same thing. They draft him. He's the quarterback of the future. He's going to learn behind you know a Brady or a Rivers, whatever the case may be. And right. I feel like that's the best case scenario for a guy like Jordan Love. You don't want to have someone thrust into a starting role when they're not ready for it because right. – you lose the support of the fans if the player comes in and performs poorly, and you lose the confidence of the player. And we've seen that time and time again in the National Football League when teams have been forced to rush a quarterback into a spotlight where he's not ready to be in that spotlight. And a lot of times, the career goes right down the toilet. So Jordan Love, to me, Colts, Bucks. Mm-hmm. I don't know that he'll last to the Patriots because, mm-hmm. again, what do teams do, right? They will take chances on quarterbacks more than any other position because right. if you hit on that next big thing, you're set for the next 10 years at a position mm-hmm. that's really hard to fill. So, I mean, yeah, go ahead. I, I, th- I think New England is interesting just because. Look, oh, it is. It is it seems very like, interesting. It seems like Belichick right now is he's at least putting up the smoke screen that they're going to go with Jared Stidham. Um, so why not take a chance on a potential project, an athletic guy, and see if you can make him into the next big thing? I mean, look, Tom Brady wasn't supposed to be – I mean, it was it was Drew Bledsoe's job until he gets hurt, you know, late in, late in the season and Brady steps in and, and you know, the rest is history. Um, I think it would be – I don't know. I just I, – that's the one that keeps sticking it in my head. It could potentially happen. I, he won't they, – they would have to trade up, though, because there's no way he's lasting – uh, until late in the mm. first round, at least just to me. I, I just don't see right. that happening. Too many teams yeah. uh, in, the, in the past have – hell, somebody might try to move up and get him if he falls a little bit. Maybe that team is the <laughs> right. Patriots. Right. Yeah, we'll see. I've also heard uh, the, la- the Patriots could yeah. be interested in, like, Jake Fromm a little bit later on, mm. Uh, mm-hmm. potentially in the first round. So right. they're clearly looking for a quarterback. 
they're they're well, they're going to have to. Uh, like like I keep saying, they, they I, I don't believe Jared Stidham is the quarterback of the future. Brian Hoyer, we know what he is. I mean, and, and his career is, is starting to wind down. So they're going to have to be in the market. Just sign which, Cam. Yeah. Just just do it. Just I know. It, just it would do be it. So fun. Just sign Cam. Do it. You know that? I mean, he he doesn't have to be your quarterback for the next five years. Sign Cam. Man. Bring him in, and suddenly the Patriots are. Right now, does anybody think the Patriots are a contender in the AFC East? Not even in the AFC, Marcus, not, in the AFC East. Nobody. No, I mean, right now, right now, the Bills seem to be the, the favorite, the projected favorite to yeah. win that division. Yep. Which is, uh, right. yeah, good for By them. By the way, I, um, I haven't mentioned yeah. that Eddie looks like he's about go, to go to a Woodstock concert right now. He's got the beard <laughs> going on. He's got the bandana. I mean, uh, like, how much? I, I want to see the hair. Like, I got to see. You, you should just have your girlfriend just it's boop, very, buzz it it's all a, off. It, you got a nice head of no, hair. No, 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 no. You got a nice head of hair. I keep looking at Eddie a little uh, bit, and I just see. Boy, I mean, he, he looks like he looks like he's ready to go to a Woodstock concert, man. He's ready to go yeah, have. Or, some or he just, or he just, yeah, came on a. A long nature, a long nature walk. Yeah, exactly. Like he's been out there. There, there's no no buzzers to my head from any uh, untrained non-professional. <laughs> I, I think Eddie, I, I, I think I saw uh, someone who might have looked like you in that almost famous movie. Like that, that, that that's, that's where that look. Well, my thing is too is like I don't want to get rid of the beard because I think if I have long hair, I look weird with like long hair and no beard. I haven't I haven't I've been fully clean like shaven with a razor since probably sometime in college. So. I I've always at least kept it to like a one or something. So I'm I'm letting both grow until I could figure out a uh, a plan going forward. No, I, 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 I couldn't <laughs> deal. I couldn't yeah. deal. With it. All right, sorry. I, do feel I, like, I went off the rails there, but I just keep looking at Eddie and I'm like, <laughs> man, he's like, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm distracting. He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna go up there on stage with uh, Pearl Jam and Eddie Vedder and start, you know, yeah, start jamming away. I'm sure. I'm, knowing Eddie, I know he would love that. He'd I know that he would love that. That's why I said Pearl Jam. It's like fine if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, last quarterback here I, again. I put him on here, like I said earlier, because he has become Draft Twitter's favorite prospect. It's Jalen Hurts. Um, who was the starter at Alabama for a couple of years. Then when he struggled one year, Tua came in. Well, Tua actually came in at the end of the uh, national championship game one year. Next year, took over as the starter. Kurt's final year, he went to Oklahoma. And uh, I will say that the biggest reason that Draft Twitter loves him, in four college seasons, mind you, one of them he barely played, but in four college seasons, 3,200 rush yards. Had nearly 1,300 rushing yards last season at Oklahoma I mean, Fabs, I feel like, you know, everything else be damned. Mm -hmm. The fact that Jalen Hurts can run, and I'm I'm not knocking it, but the fact that Jalen Hurts can run uh, has him really getting – has a lot of people drooling right now. Has a lot of people really excited about what he could potentially be at the next level. You see how many touchdowns he rushed for last year? 20. A lot. <laughs> a lot. 20. <laughs> and so – and I, I, I continue to beat the drum on the, the running quarterback. Yeah, dude, like – I have Jalen Hurts from a fantasy perspective ranked higher than Jordan Love and Justin Herbert because he can run with the ball. And I feel like Love is he's he's not going to play right away. Herbert I think might play right away. But if you put Hurts in the right system, I mean, like if you put him in a Greg Roman type offense, okay? Mm -hmm. I feel like he could be a nice sleeper, right? Like I mean, obviously that's not going to happen. I'm just talking about that sort of offense, like where the quarterback mm -hmm. there's been design runs for the quarterback. He's going to be able to use his feet and scramble out of the pocket and make plays. Now I get it. You know there are questions about him in the passing game, for sure. If he could, if he can come into the league and maybe he goes to a team that has 
a, a veteran quarterback already there where he can learn, you know, much like we talk about with the Jordan Love. I've seen right. Green Bay tied to Jalen Hurts because Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. you know, he, maybe a couple more years in the league and, and, and that, that can be it for him. If you put him in the right system, I really feel like Jalen Hurts could end up being a really good dynasty pick, a really good yeah. dynasty pick. Well, and I, I mentioned where Jordan Love is ranked uh, in, in a lot of dynasty rankings. I've seen just about every ranking. Hertz is a spot or two above him. And I think yeah. that that kind of speaks to that. Yep, I, know, have I, mean, just, I have him higher, too. I have. Yeah, I, I think Herbert Herbert for me, like, I don't know, just because I love those trends. And I'm just like Oregon quarterbacks suck in the NFL. Like outside of Dan Fouts, they're all pretty bad. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. it's, maybe it's just stupid. I just think that. That it just gets stuck in my head, but because Hertz can run with the football, we're talking about fantasy here. We're not talking about reality. In reality, people are going to draft guys like Jordan Love and Justin Herbert because they are more the traditional prototypical passers uh, who you know can at, at times give you a little bit with their feet. But Jalen Hurts, he could be fun in fantasy, man. He could be really fun in fantasy if he ends up in the right spot. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Of course, uh, you know, the quarterbacks are going to be what everybody has their eye on. Uh, got a couple of tight ends. I only put two on the list because this is not a great tight end class. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as we all know, just say the caveat now, it takes tight ends a couple of years to develop. Cole Komet, Harrison Bryant, the top two, I think, that are on the board right now. And I feel like they have similar projections, Fab, both probably coming off the board in day two. I put three landing spots, but I put Green Bay, I put New England, I put Washington. Is there anywhere else that you see one of these guys going where they could potentially make uh, an impact? If you right want to make an immediate impact, yeah, then those are the teams, right? I mean, th- mm-hmm. those are certainly the teams. The The thing is that around the National Football League, a lot of teams have, like, pretty good young tight ends. Right? There's mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of guys, like, we're, we're banking on Noah Fant, right? We're banking on TJ Hawkinson. We're banking on Mike Gesicki. There's a lot of good young tight ends in the league. In fantasy, we're hoping that those guys sort of take the next step. So uh, who, who's the tight end in Cincinnati right now, right? I mean, like, th- that could... C.J. Uzama? Is, is I mean, Uzama that, still I mean, there? That, 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 could, that could be a nice Tyler pick. Croft? So so uh, those are... The, but the, the teams that you'd mentioned, I mean, that's where... That, that's, that, that's where these guys are going to end up going, where they could potentially make an impact. But... Typically, hell, T.J. Hawkinson had that ridiculous game against Arizona before we knew that the Cardinals were going to be awful against tight ends all season long, and he did nothing the rest of the year. And rookie tight ends are typically going to be drafted more for their dynasty value than they are going to be for the redraft value, and I think this is going to be the same case here. If Komet gets drafted by the Patriots, will he be picked in redraft? Probably late. Uh, if a guy like Bryant gets drafted by the Bengals, will he get drafted in fantasy redrafts? Maybe late, but... Mm-hmm. That's all we're looking at, and it's a really weak class. You've got Kmet, you mentioned Harrison Bryant, but he's coming out of FAU, so right. a lot of people. Uh, he actually won the John Mackey Award uh, as the yes. as the best tight end um, in, in college football. Now, then you get into well, what was the competition like? And that's the same thing when you look at a guy like Adam Troutman too. Adam Troutman is a ridiculously good athlete. He dominated everybody in college, but he played a date. I mean, like right. Dayton. Yeah. Um, and then you got Bryson Hopkins and Hunter Bryant. So there's some names out there. But at the end of the day, we're probably not going to be talking about these guys making a significant impact in fantasy right away. We're looking at these guys down the road. And if they end up in a spot like the Redskins, you, you mentioned them. Like what team mm-hmm. needs a, a tight end more than the Redskins right now? Right. I mean, like who's their number one? Jeremy Sprinkle at this point? I mean, the Patriots yeah. need a tight end, as you mentioned, too. So there, 
we'd like to see these guys end up in in offenses that are going to run some 12 and potentially give them the chance to make an impact down the road. Yeah. Uh, also, let me correct myself. Tyler Croft is in Buffalo. So the uh, I think the starting tight end right now in Cincinnati probably is CJ Uzama. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there you go. Uh, all right. So that's it. That's our, that's our, our tight end wrap up, our quarterback preview. I'm sure there's probably somebody out there that somebody at draft Twitter is going to be upset that we missed. You can, you know, <laughs> send me an angry tweet. I'll probably ignore it. It's fine. Um, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, I don't know. Is there anybody else on here? Anybody else in one of these two categories uh, that, I, that you feel like we should probably talk about? So I, like I, I mean, it, right? if you're looking at the quarterback position, the guys that I have, and I have this on uh, uh, NFL.com slash Fabiano, Jake Fromm, who's, who's mm-hmm. going to get some looks. And also, like another team that we could potentially see draft a quarterback is the Saints. I mean, yes. Know, I mean, uh, is I mean, look, Drew Brees is on. This is I mean, likely. You know, this is like the last go around for Drew Bridge, Brees. Bridgewater's in um, Carolina. Uh, you, you know, know I. Do you I, believe I, mean, in I don't. I don't. Hill? I'm not I mean, buying the Taysom Hill smoke right. screens. I'm just not. Jacob Eason is a giant. He, he's he's a big dude. He's like six six. He, mm-hmm. he could end up being again. That's another one of these quarterbacks where you know you like to see him land with a team that has uh, a veteran in front of him so he can learn. You know, again, Buccaneers, right. Colts. Anthony Gordon's another guy. Um, he had over five thousand yards, forty-eight touchdowns last year. But he's, you know, he's a dynasty snag at best. So, right. The, those are the players that we're looking at. And then also, you know, keep in mind. You, again, you could check out NFL.com/slash/Fabiano for these. I, I did a uh, a look at how these players performed in the combine uh, based on Gil Brandt's target totals. Which mm-hmm. you know, who, who's smarter than than Gil Brandt? I mean, throughout the course of NFL history, when it comes to scouting <laughs> players, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a Cowboys fan, but there's always those guys that, I mean, you know, they perform well at the combine, and maybe people aren't talking about them as much when it comes to the draft, like uh, Joshua Deguera out of Cincinnati. I can't pronounce the tight end's name out of Missouri, who was really good, Albert. Okay. Yeah, Al- Albert. Albert O. I just, he was. Uh, he was. He, he was also, going by Albert O. At the combine. He also. Uh, <laughs> th- there was a. Uh, you know, th- there, I-, I mentioned a couple of other names too. I mean, Dalton Keene uh, out of Virginia Tech. He had a good combine too. <laughs> Listen, it's it's going to be it's going to be fun. number one. This draft is going to be so much fun because it's going to be like fantasy football, and number two, we're going to have something to talk about, Marcus. Like significantly yeah. something to talk about. And at least for a week or two, the tight end position notwithstanding, because it's not going to be very deep. What we got going on at running back and wide receiver this season and that draft. And, and there's some quarterbacks, too. Clearly, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of yeah, fun. No and it's, it's going to be a whole heck of a lot of fun to watch how this thing actually plays out and breaking down what has happened in that draft over the course of you know the next few weeks. Oh, by the way, you mentioned Gil Brandt. Uh, I see this tweet coming across my timeline right now. Gil Brandt on a, uh, a a call on Sirius XM right now says, it would not surprise me at all to see Miami take a position player at number five. So basically meaning that they may not take Tua or Herbert. They may go a completely different direction. So that you want to talk about shaking up the draft. I know. If, well, uh, if they the do have three picks in the that. first round. The Dolphins are drafting a quarterback in the first round. Like, I would be shocked they if have, they didn't They have three picks, yes. They have three picks. Mm-hmm. So... If there's if there's a player that they feel like is going to vastly improve their defense or vastly improve their offensive line, it's not going to be a wide receiver. I wouldn't think it's not going to be right. a running back. They're not going to go running back with that with that first pick uh, in the first round that they have. Maybe and maybe they decide. Well, you know what we think. You know, we like we like Jordan Love. So with our second pick, maybe 
he'll potentially be on the board. They're going to draft a quarterback, though. Um, They're going to draft a quarterback. They they have to. And if they They don't, then I'm jumping on the Ryan Fitzpatrick bandwagon again, buddy. I mean, can I draft him as an RB? Is that possible? (laughs) Isn't it crazy that he led that team in rushing yards last year? That's insane. that's one of those stats right up there with the uh, the year where no Chiefs receiver caught a touchdown. Yeah. Like that's yeah, it's just one of those that? like how. Exactly. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just crazy. And even like Kenyon Drake played for that team for what like half the season. You would yeah. still think he'd be able to outrush Ryan Fitzpatrick, who wasn't even the starter for the full season. It's one would think. I know, man. Love it. So all right. I think that's it. I think we're done. That's it. We are done. We appreciate you listening and downloading as always and watching our videos. We appreciate that as well. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, monsters are bad at math unless you count Dracula. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you on Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody. 
and every body. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the wind down tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.